Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. And let's join together for prayer as we do. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we praise You. We love You. Lord, we thank You for Your Holy Word. Lord, we pray that You would bless us as we seek to to learn from Your Word and Your message uh, the the things that we need to know, the things that we need to to live by. Lord, we pray that Your Spirit might direct us, that You might guide us, and in what we do and what we say this morning might be forever to Your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 1 is where we are. Throughout the world, nations celebrate all sorts of different things. We're familiar with things like uh, President's Day and MLK Day and and uh, Independence Day here, but other nations have their special days that they uh, that they celebrate and they uh, enjoy. And uh, you, you have uh, uh, things like Boxing Day for the British people, and uh, all kinds of weird and unusual things for other places and different places in the world. But there's nothing that is more widely celebrated throughout the world than Christmas. Now, the way in which we celebrate Christmas might be different in different uh, places. Uh, uh, Different uh, places uh, call uh, uh, different characters by different names, but we, we know for a fact that uh, that Christmas is celebrated uh, throughout the world. Uh, not everybody, not universally, but but in many places, Christmas is celebrated more than any other pl- uh, other celebration in the world. And it is because of the significance. There's none that is more universal, no, none more uh, 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 understood than the divine person, the divine event of Christmas. Christmas is all about the eternal sovereign God of the universe coming to dwell in His creation with His creation as one of like His creation. And so we uh, have a, a huge significance in Christmas. Uh, Christmas is special. And we've been talking about the significance of Christmas the last couple of weeks. And uh, we come to a very familiar passage of Scripture, really uh, the beginning of the Christmas uh, 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 Scripture in, in uh, the Bible. Look with me, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, 
and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. This is not, of course, the first mention of this in Scripture. If you uh, are familiar with the way in which I've been preaching, uh, you know that I'm going to share with you uh, places in which this divine event is uh, uh, prophesied throughout Scripture. In fact, uh, it, all the way back, uh, think about it this for a minute. Now, where would you think uh, would normally be the place where you go to find uh, prophecy about this event? Maybe Isaiah, maybe Daniel. Uh, <coughs> surely those are places that we're going to look at. <coughs> Excuse me. But the furthest back that we can go is all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, all the way back to the Garden of Eden where uh, Adam and Eve are in the garden and they have uh, sinned against God and God is uh, sharing with them uh, the curse that will be upon them. And He also shares the curse that comes upon uh, the serpent. And He says, uh, He gives an indication that uh, the seed of a woman will uh, come and strike his head and he shall strike his heel. Then in Genesis chapter 49, we see in verse 10 uh, that Shiloh will come. Shiloh. I've, we've lived in some places where uh, uh, there's some places called Shiloh. But Shiloh means literally in Hebrew, the one to whom it belongs. And so he's saying in Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, that the rightful one, the rightful ruler, the true king will come. And it's reference to Jesus Christ, of course. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, we see that uh, it says, and that the final prophet shall come. And it's referring to Jesus Christ, the one who uh, will be the final authority on the Word of God. In Psalms chapter 2, it says, This day I have begotten thee. And then later in Psalms 2, it says, And he will give his son to the nations as an inheritance. So we see twice in Psalms chapter 2, at least twice, uh, references to where God will have a son that will come and he will be given to the nations as a, uh, a gift unto them. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, A child will be born, a son shall be given, and uh, the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, uh, the Almighty God, and the increase of the government shall know no end. Uh, so we have this uh, clear indication of, of Jesus Christ. Then in Daniel chapter 2, verse 45, really all the way through chapter 9, verse 26, we see the coming anointed king, the anointed one that will come, uh, that will be uh, above all other kings, that will, uh, the final kingdom that will be uh, established in Daniel's vision. In Isaiah 53, we see the coming child that will be the suffering servant, uh, that will uh, uh, be uh, uh, given for all mankind. And then there's many other scriptures throughout uh, uh, the Old Testament, so much so that when uh, Jesus had uh, uh, lived on the earth, died on the cross, and ra uh, rose victoriously, uh, the Bible tells us of an event in which He appears to some of His disciples that are on the road leading out of Jerusalem and they're talking and Jesus comes alongside of them. They don't recognize who He is and He begins to share 
with him, the Bible says, from Moses all throughout the prophets, to, uh, prophesying and telling about uh, how he must uh, be crucified and be risen, uh, and that he would risen on the third day. And so we see many scriptures that uh, are throughout uh, the Bible telling about that. Uh, this event that we're <coughs> excuse me that we're looking at here is an event that happened uh, not by chance. This this was something that was planned out, planned by God. This was an event that, uh, in fact, was uh, planned before creation was ever uh, undertaken by God. God planned out. Uh, this time in which he would give his son to the world. It was predicted from the beginning of, uh, of human history, throughout history, uh, uh, throughout Scripture, we read <coughs> time and again, excuse me, time and again we read of God uh, sending the, the payment for mankind's sin and that being Jesus Christ himself. And so uh, this is something that is uh, very significant. Here, uh, finally, we see in the book of Luke uh, the beginning of the revelation of the hope of God uh, for mankind being bestowed upon man. Here is the wonder and the uh, uh, the amazement of God's promise being fulfilled to mankind. So look with me, first of all, <coughs> in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we see in that verse, look, look with me there. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent of God, uh, from God. We have, first of all, the divine messenger. At this point in... in uh, the history of mankind. No one had seen an angel for over 400 years. Think about that. Uh, uh, we have not just... Uh, actually, this is the second appearance of an angel. Uh, right before that, we read that uh, an angel appeared to uh, Zacharias. And Zacharias was a priest that was uh, there... He was from. He was just a poor farmer, uh, a poor shepherd priest that uh, it, it had. <coughs> excuse me. It come up his turn to serve in the temple, and so he he uh, took that opportunity to go serve in the temple. And while he was in the temple, uh, the angel Gabriel came to him and and told him that he and his wife now. Gabriel uh, uh, told Zacharias that that. Zacharias and Elizabeth uh, would have a child. And they were in their 70s or 80s. Now this is, this is something that Zacharias is saying, uh, uh, you know, this, this can't really be happening. Uh, this, this can't really be uh, something that, that's going on. And yet, uh, the angel says to uh, Zacharias that he and his wife will will have a child, <coughs> and <coughs> this will be a sign of God's hand upon their life. In fact, these miraculous events that were happening at this time, it had been over 500 years since anything miraculous had happened. You know, we read in, in the Old Testament uh, of 
uh, prophets like uh, Elijah and Elisha doing amazing things uh, in the power of God and, and in order to punctuate the, the prophecies that God had, had given them to, uh, to deliver to the children of Israel and try and lead the Israelites back to a worship of God. But it had been over 500 years since anything had happened like that. And here you have uh, uh, Zacharias uh, kind of rightly uh, being confused, saying that he and his wife uh, in their 70s or 80s would have a son. Of course, <coughs> that son was John, who would be the announcer, the herald, the forerunner to the Messiah. Uh, and then we get down to the verse that we are focusing on, verse 26, and it says, In the sixth month, angel, the angel of Gabriel came. The sixth month of what? The sixth month of the year? No. The sixth month of what? Elizabeth's pregnancy. It's her sixth month. That's referenced later when Mary goes and spends time with her. <laughs> so it's in her sixth month that, that the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and uh, he says that I come from the very presence of God. Gabriel is coming to speak to Mary uh, and he's there to give a divine message, uh, message from God. He comes to Nazareth, the city of Nazareth. Uh, 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 the reason, it, uh, look at it with me. It says it, uh, he comes from God into the city of Nazareth, uh, a city of Galilee <coughs> named Nazareth. City is kind of a stretch. The word polis is the word there for city. That that uh, the Greeks had no term for a town, but Nazareth was more like a town. It was about uh, at, uh, anywhere from one to two thousand people. It, it, it'd be a stretch to call it a city. It wasn't a capital city. It wasn't a, a city of of high commerce. It wasn't a, a city where. Uh, great events happened or anything like that. It was a kind of a... In fact, the reason it was phrased this way of saying it was a, a, a city within Galilee is to kind of let people know where it was. Because unless you were from there, you probably didn't know where it was if you were reading this. It's kind of like when you try and tell people uh, that you live in Pelham. Right. Yeah, you know, hey... Uh, uh, I, I live in Pelham. Where, where, I never even heard of Pelham. Where is Pelham? Well, and then you go ahead, uh, go and you start doing what? You say, well, it's about uh, an hour and a half from Tallahassee. It's about an hour, uh, 45 minutes or an hour from Albany. It's from, you know, this, so far from here, so far from there. Uh, places where people will probably know where it is, uh, those things are. And you say, well, it's, it's kind of close to that. It's kind of close to that. Well, that's what Nazareth was. It was a, a little small community about the size of Pelham. It, it, wasn't, it was insignificant. It wasn't a place where things like this happened. And yet a messenger from the Almighty God, the Creator God, is there. One who stands in the very presence of God was there to give this message to a young lady. A divine choice. This young lady, 
a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and her name, uh, the virgin's name was Mary. Now, Parthenos is the word for virgin here. This virgin that is uh, made significant here to a virgin, to a Parthenos. That means uh, uh, someone who has not had relationship with a man. So it, it literally means not young individual, as some would say. It, it means someone who has never had relations with someone of the opposite sex. Okay? The, the emphasis here is that she had never lain with a man. Because she, she brings it up later after uh, uh, Gabriel gives his message to her. She says, how in the world am I supposed to have, be with child if I've never been with a man? This, uh, this word uh, not only means this, but uh, most likely she, uh, because she was a virgin, most likely she would have fallen within the, the aged range of, of one who was recently given to be betrothed to a man uh, for marriage. Uh, they uh, they they married him off young young. Now in the Roman law, uh, the Roman law said that a uh, a young girl really uh, would have to be at least twelve years old to be betrothed in marriage. Twelve. Um, the young man most likely would be around fourteen. That's young. That's real young. Uh, but the reason they did that was because uh, of the fact that they wanted a guarantee of her virginity and a guarantee of uh, fidelity to the husband uh, uh, being so young. Uh, most likely, uh, also uh, Augustus, uh, the Roman uh, 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 ruler in that area, uh, he said that the minimum age could be no younger than 10 uh, that's even younger. Whew. Boy, that's way young. But uh, uh, most likely, uh, she, uh, Mary was probably in that range of around 12 or 13 years. She was betrothed. And we talked about betrothal in our study of Revelation and, and how it's very significant that uh, a, a, this engagement is more uh, uh, solidified as a relationship than our current uh, understanding of engagement. Uh, she was quite literally uh, given over in marriage uh, for that, and m- uh, most of the time betrothal was was about a year's length of time. It was usually uh, uh, marriages were usually arranged between families, and uh, that betrothal of a year was u- utilized by the young man. Uh, to build a, a home, a house that would be uh, the dwelling place for their family once they were married. And most likely it was attached to a portion of the house in which his parents lived in. And most times families had a compound that was uh, a series of homes that were built onto each other so that those homes would be uh, a community of family uh, where they were uh, bound together. The wedding was usually a week-long wedding that, uh, of festivities uh, that culminated in uh, the marriage. And uh, Mary and Joseph were uh, probably uh, both uh, 
very young, but they were both descendants of David. They were both of royal lineage. And we talked about this in uh, the study of Revelation as well. Both Mary and Joseph were of the descendants of David, which would make uh, Jesus of the royal lineage of David, uh, which is part of the the uh, prophecies of of the Messiah that would come. Uh, of course, Herod was king at this time. He was an Edomite. He was not uh, uh, Jewish in heritage. He was uh, of the Edomites. And you remember the Edomites were uh, distant relatives of the Israelites. Uh, but they never got along with them. Uh, because of of their uh, going away from uh, the worship of God. Mary, the word Mary there, uh, her name literally means exalted one. And uh, many times uh, people confuse that. uh, And we come now to the divine blessing that is given by Gabriel uh, to Mary in terms of uh, God's choice of her uh, uh, and so we see in verse 28, the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, uh, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son and shalt call His name Jesus. What is the divine blessing? Well, uh, some uh, folks believe that the divine blessing is is that uh, God looked at Mary and found in her uh, one that was better than anyone else. Uh, And many uh, uh, of uh, other uh, religious traditions believe that Mary was conceived herself without sin. Uh, (coughs) This is found nowhere in Scripture other than they're latching on to this passage of Scripture where Gabriel says in his announcement that um, uh, uh, this uh, phrase, Mary... um, uh, Where is it? Um... Hail thou uh, which art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. The meaning of what Gabriel is saying is not saying that she is better than anyone else and that she is without sin. The meaning of what Gabriel is saying is is that uh, she is the recipient of God's grace. The grace of God that is given to her to be an instrument of God to share uh, the message of God through uh, the birth of uh, Jesus Christ. She is receiving the grace of God and she's receiving this grace because she is a sinner. She is just like everyone else. And, and, th- and in Scripture, she acknowledges the fact that Jesus Christ is, uh, was uh, not just her son, but she, uh, she was her Savior. So we need to understand that uh, this uh, uh, blessing of God is is the grace of God that is being uh, shown through her and through her life uh, by being the seed of of uh, the blessing to the world through giving birth to Jesus Christ. And we see also that she's chosen of God uh, to be used uh, by God to be uh, the 
place in which uh, Jesus Christ would be born. And so we understand uh, all of these things as uh, the message of Christmas is the divine uh, uh, hope that is found in, in Jesus Christ, the divine message, the divine messenger, the divine, uh, the divine choice of God, and the divine uh, blessing of God. The blessing is to us. The blessing is, is that we have in Jesus Christ uh, His blessing uh, of living amongst us that He might be, uh, that Jesus Christ might be the one who would uh, hold our sins and deliver us from our sins. Nowhere in Scripture does Jesus ask Mary uh, to... Uh, pray for anyone. Nowhere in Scripture does uh, uh, Jesus say, well, uh, Mary is the one who is interceding. He says, I intercede between you and the Father. That's Jesus' role. Jesus uh, is the great blessing and the, uh, the embodiment of God's grace that we should find His forgiveness and that we might uh, receive His forgiveness. And that is the, the message of Christmas, that God is, is coming to dwell amongst us, that He might dwell amongst us, that He might be able to deliver us from our sins. And so that's the great joy of Christmas uh, that we see in this passage of Scripture. And that's the opportunity that all everyone has at this time of the year in order to receive God's grace, receive the blessing of God, to receive the great uh, 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 deliverance of God. God is uh, declaring to the world that we should receive His uh, uh, wonderful blessing of being chosen by God that we might have uh, deliverance from our sin and that we might uh, have an opportunity to be a part of the family of God. Let's join together in prayer. Dear gracious Father, Lord, I pray for those that are in this world today that are without Christ, those who need to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Father God, I pray that you would bless us as we uh, come now to a time of decision, a time in which uh, those who are without Christ might have the opportunity to know you as Savior in their life. Lord, we pray that you would help them to, to accept you as uh, their uh, a Redeemer in their life. Lord, that they might uh, seek out forgiveness of sin from you and you alone. Lord, I pray for those who are a part of our community uh, uh, a fellowship here today that might need to recommit their life to you, that might need to uh, regain their position with you in, in terms of uh, being devoted to you and in discipleship and following you. Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength to, to follow you and, and recommit themselves to you. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to just simply uh, join in the fellowship with believers that would help them in their daily walk with Christ, Lord, we pray that you would help them to make that decision today. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.